Welcome to the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, where we bring you a weekly dose of powerlifting news, tips, and training advice with a touch of 80s rock ballads. This podcast is presented by Team Roar Powerlifting, your source of the most comprehensive coaching and meet day preparation. Here are your hosts, Josh Roar and Laura Sturm. All right, I'd like to welcome my co-host, Josh Rohr, the man who loves powerlifting like no other. He loves it so much that he has been known to go to parties in singlets. And I think there was even one time he went in a bench shirt. That is the fact. And welcome to you, my co-host, Laura, 413 squat, weighing 138 pounds. Not bad. Um, Sturm, I forgot your last name. <laughs> wow, thanks. Uh, you, she, if you guys tuned in last week, uh, we are giving her a probationary period for a week to uh, go over and give herself a chance to redeem herself, I guess, from her uh, act of treason that we will not even speak of. There's a story behind it, though. There is. Listen to episode three if you want the details. But she's here on a probationary period to see if she gets to keep her, her title as co-host or not. So we'll see how it goes. Wow, the pressure. Fingers crossed. So we're going to start with a little powerlifting news today. Uh, USA Powerlifting announced that they're doing the hometown showdown. Uh, basically what that means is they're keeping track of all of the results across the country from all the local meets and giving out $30,000 well, $30, worth of prizes, I guess, um, be it free entry to Nationals, Arnold, um, different other prizes, et cetera, for the top 10 finishers in each division. So I think it's pretty cool. It kind of encourages people to keep competing, um, but it's also putting an emphasis on the local meets. So trying to limit the, the interstate travel and things like that. So I think it's pretty wow. cool. I think that's awesome. And I think that's a nice little local perk. They yeah. should keep that when we get back. Yeah. Right. right? It's like, yeah, it's kind of like, well, why, why not keep that? You know, right? but it's a pretty cool idea. Um, so pretty excited about that. Um, I guess, We'll, we'll see how it develops. They, they put up a leaderboard on the website. I believe it was uh, Thursday, maybe Wednesday. I can't remember, but basically it just has a running list. So every time, uh, every weekend it automatically updates and just shows the leaderboard. So you can kind of see where you're currently sitting and what you need to do to move up a spot or, or et cetera. So pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. I mean, I, I like the idea of a leaderboard too. That's really yeah. neat. So everybody can keep tuning in on usapowerlifting.com and see how that's going. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. All right. So we'll move into some Q&A. Uh, one of the questions we had uh, for us, um, and it was kind of directed at us being that we coach a lot of, you know, high level lifters and stuff, but they wanted to know um, what we think is the importance of mobility and stretching. And I guess, first of all, if we think it's important, um, and if so, what, what are our thoughts? All right. I think that's a great question. So emphatically, I do think it's important. I think it's extremely important. Um, I actually like to have people go through a mobility assessment before I really start working with them because I think it's important to know um, any constraints that you have. You know, do your ankles have full range of motion? How are your knees? What's going on with your wrists? What's going on with your shoulders? Shoulders are pretty big. And if you don't think that um, your shoulders are involved in squat, something as simple as squat, you'd be wrong. So I think you'd dead wanna wrong. find out, dead wrong wrong. Um, so I think it's important to know where you are with your mobility so that you can work on it. Uh, I'm not a big, I'm not someone who's big into, you know, saying that you need to do a bunch of stretching before you work out due to, you know, to protect yourself from injury. I think it's more of 
improving your range of motion all the time so that you can get better and better because it's really easy or easier to add strength to someone who has good mobility than it is for someone who can't get through a range of motion. But then on the other flip side of that coin, there's also some people that are hypermobile. And then it gets to be tricky to add mobility onto people that are hypermobile because they have a hard time getting tight. They can like drop to the bottom of a squat, but then they have a hard time getting out. So I think it's really important to know where you are in that, that kind of realm of, you know, normal and hypermobile and where your weaknesses are within that. So do you think, uh, do you think that being able to squat way deeper than you need to in competition is worth trying to achieve if you're not currently there or, or not? No, I think you need to squat below parallel as long as your body can do that. Um, you know, if you can't squat below parallel, not if one can, um, then a meet's not the right place to try to squat below parallel. Um, there are some people that can go super deep, but I, when you go super deep, you lose a little bit of leverage. And I don't think you want to go deeper than you really need to go. Agreed. Oh, maybe I've redeemed myself a little. Uh, you're, so let's say we, let's say you got to get to 10 points by the end. I think you're up to Ooh. two. You're up all to right, two. Right. start at zero. You, you earn two. You got to earn <laughs> 10 by the end of the episode. Nice. Well, I've seen people change their squat stance based on their ankle mobility. Um, my husband being one of them, right? He, he has a really hard time getting depth unless he starts to go wide because he just doesn't have dorsiflexion in his ankles. So we only figured that out through doing some ankle dorsiflexion tests to find out where his ankle mobility is. Turned out he broke his leg and that changed both sides of his squat really. Um, in the long run. So it's important to know where your ankles are, where your wrists are, where your shoulders are. And then the knees. Yes, knees. All right. You're up to five. Don't, <laughs> don't blow it. You're on a good run. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So um, what do you think about that, Josh? Uh, yeah, I think it's important, especially, especially younger lifters that are invincible right now. Um, and I kind of use that's kind of one of my regrets, I guess, when I was younger as a lifter, like I didn't do any, you know, much stretching at all. I didn't really do mobility and I was able to get away with it because I was young. And I think a lot of my flexibility issues and some of my small injuries are a direct result of that because now fast forward, you know, 15 years, you know, uh, I have to work a lot harder to get some of that mobility and flexibility back that I, you know, had a little bit more back then but didn't really work on maintaining. Um, and it wasn't even, it's not even one of those things where I think you need to really try to, as long as you're able to, to do the lifts to the proper range of motion, I don't know that you need to try to improve, but you should be at least working at maintaining the level of flexibility you have. And, you know, that's, that's one of those things that a little bit over those 15 years would have been huge uh, for me personally versus trying to, to get a lot of that back now after I've let myself get all old and stiff. Like you're old. Wow. Yeah. How old are you, Josh? Not even 40. I am, I am 37 going on 70. <laughs> true story. True story. Yeah. yeah and I, I think there's some things I would have liked to have known um, back in the day before I really recognized mobility was important. I didn't realize how janky my wrist was. Um, and that janky. kind of, yeah, janky. That's a good word. But I do not have full range of motion in one wrist and it really has affected my bench press. Yeah. It's a real thing. Yeah. 
All right, so um, on our next topic list, uh, we have growth of powerlifting in Georgia. So what have you seen of that since you've been around? Uh, well, it's, it's grown, I think, a lot, um, you know, in Georgia, but also nationwide. And I moved to Georgia from Ohio in 2007. And I guess just the, these numbers don't quote me on it, but it's kind of going off the top of my head. Um, when I moved here in 2007, I want to say there were like USA powerlifting, I think had like 60 members in Georgia. Um, the state meet, I think there was, there was one meet a year that Sherman Ledford was running. He was the Georgia state chair for 10 years. Um, or, no, more than 10 years. Don't quote me on that either. I don't know. I'm just, I'm making stuff up as I go. Um, for a long time anyway, but he, he ran that one meet a year and I want to say they, typically had like between 30 and 40 lifters at that meet every year. And that was the one meet they had. And then, you know, fast forward to 2020. Well, no, let's not use coronavirus year. Let's <laughs> fast forward to 2019. You know, Georgia's had, you know, I want to say eight or nine meets last year. Um, some of the meets, you know, pushing 200 lifters. Uh, a lot of the smaller meets that were capped at 60 sold out. Um, you know, it's just been a lot of, a lot of, a lot of growth. We've had a lot of new meet directors starting up and running some events. We've had um, a lot of new volunteers and referees getting involved. Um, the thing is, we still need more um, because the, the demand is still there. So we're still, you know, the more people we can get involved, the more events and the higher quality events we can run. But it's really cool. I think, um, you know, I, I, you can't really mention all the growth without mentioning CrossFit. I don't know if that's a direct reason but i think indirectly it's getting barbells in hands of a lot of people and you know if i were to not know anything about powerlifting and stumble into crossfit and you know start doing all these things and realize that hey i'm kind of good at this lifting thing and i can go the powerlifting route and then stop running and doing all this other stuff it sounds pretty appealing that's kind of my story right there because i mean that's how i came to it i you know was in bodybuilding and then when got into CrossFit and I was like, well, I can't really compete in this, but hey, I'm kind of good at these lifts. Got into powerlifting that way and yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I was a CrossFit box owner. So to not want to do CrossFit or run after a while got to be a little strange for sure. Yeah, uh, but you're better for it. Yes, I mean, I really nobody, enjoyed powerlifting. Nobody needs to run. Nobody does. Nobody does. You know, maybe some people enjoy it, but I just think they just, they just don't know any better. My wife's a runner, so I get. I hope she doesn't listen to this. <laughs> nice. All right, so let's move on to the track of the week. So here is where I redeem myself, hopefully in Josh's eyes, get back to my 10 points. This is make um, or break right here. Make or break. All right. So track number four of Josh's um, famous, infamous um, powerlifting well, actually, it wasn't powerlifting ballads then. It was just the rock ballads, right? Power ballads. Power ballads, yes. Minus one. You're down to four. You better bring it home here. Oh, my gosh. Well, all right. Track four, Brian Adams, Everything I Do, I Do It For You, is the greatest song ever in my view. I love Brian Adams. And if you've ever listened to the live version of that song, it, I, it's like this. sometimes I can't even listen to it because I just like I get kind of welled up. It's just such a sweet song. It's just, yeah, I love that song. Are you telling the truth? I am absolutely telling the truth. I will show you on my iPad that I, I believe have you. that song. 
I believe you. It's All right. Song. Well, that brought you up to ten, so you're you're back in. Oh, thank as God! As long as you don't blow it the rest of the the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so just hit cruise control and don't don't say anything potentially controversial, and you'll be okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to be quiet and and not say anything. Um, yeah, but seriously, if you have never listened to the live version of that song, find it, listen to it. I'll send it to you. Um, it's just an amazing song. Love that song. So that is um, track number four. Track uh, number four. Powerlift. No, Josh's favorite power ballads, 2018. Merry Christmas. That was the title of it, I think. Amazing. Yep. All right. So let's talk powerlifting stories because that's the, the best time. So Josh, tell me a story. I'll tell you a story. Uh, so this one is, this one could have been a disaster. Um, it was 2009. I made the open national team as an alternate. So I got to travel to new Delhi, India to compete. And I flew over. Well, first of all, leading up to it, um, I wanted to do as much as I could before I left to be successful. So I, uh, I put up, um, curtains over all my windows in the house so I could essentially wake up at in India time and go about my day and go to bed India time for for about two weeks prior so I was I can't remember the exact times but I was essentially waking up at like I don't know it was like four in the afternoon and going to bed at like um I don't know I don't know what, I don't even know in the middle of the middle of the night sometime I was waking up and no, I was wake, waking up in the middle of the night. Anyway, this is irrelevant. This has nothing to do with my story. Um, get it together, Laura. Um, so I got over there. Long story short, I was just, I was doing everything I could to prepare. Um, this is kind of what I viewed as maybe my one and only shot to, to lift on an open national team. So anyway, uh, I, you know, feeling good, did all my stretching, you know, taking care of myself and went and weighed in. Um, feeling pretty good, made weight, um, and remembered I, for, I left something in my room. I can't remember what it was, maybe my, my iPod or something. So ran up to my room to, to grab my iPod, and I remember the last thing I remember is sitting down on the bed um, just to kind of watch a, like a minute or two of TV before I went back down to start warming up because I was, I was also eating on the way back up to the room, um, so finishing my eating. And the next thing I remember is the house cleaning lady knocking on the door and, you know, asking if I need the room cleaned. And so I had fallen asleep somehow after I weighed in and I got up and said, no, 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 I'm in here. And I'm completely in a daze, have no idea what's going on. And I'm, I'm pushing the door shut. I'm like, no, I don't need housekeeping. I'm, I'm taking a nap. And as I'm shutting the door, Janelle Brown happens to be walking through the hall because I guess they had sent out everybody on the team that was around to go look for me because nobody knew where I was. They knew I weighed in and they knew I disappeared. But at this point in time, when she walked by, the session was starting in like 45 minutes and I hadn't warmed up. I hadn't done anything. So she like throws the door open and like grab, she like grabs me by the shirt. She's like, you need to go warm up right now. And, and I'm still at this point, not sure what the hell's going on. I'm like, what are you talking about? And, it, and then it hit me. I'm like, oh shoot. So I go, I go uh, sprinting down. And basically when I got to the warm, by the time I got to the warm up room, I was the first lifter also in the flight. So um, when the session started, I was up. 
And when I got to the warm up room, there was about 25 minutes left before the session started. So I remember I hit 135, like in my tennis shoes, um, changed shoes real quick, hit 315. And then I put my suit on and hit 495. And those are my three warm ups. I did them in like, you know, about 15 minutes, I think. And then hit my, went out and hit my opener. Um, and they still give me a hard time about that. And to this day, I don't know how that happened. I've never, especially on that stage, like how do you, how do you go weigh in and then fall asleep? Like you can argue I was relaxed, I guess, but I just keep thinking like, had I, had I slept through that? Like what if Janelle was not walking by my room? Cause she didn't even know what room I was in. They were all just walking down the halls of the hotel trying to, wow. trying to find me. And I just happened to be, shutting the door on the housekeeper right as Janelle walked by my room and saw me. So uh, Janelle Brown, if you're listening, thank you so much for saving me from massive uh, shame and embarrassment. Yes. To, to get to open worlds and sleep through it would have been horrible. Especially because I would have, I already weighed in. So it's not like I forgot or I got the time wrong. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a mess, but uh, overall I had a pretty good meet. Um, I think, I think I went, I don't even remember. I should have looked this up. I think I went eight for nine or nine for nine, but I'm still a little bit salty, I guess, because uh, I wanted a little bit more on my third deadlift to pull for a bronze medal in the deadlift and it wasn't put on the bar. Uh, And I felt like I could have got that. And I was in last place as it was anyway at the time. So what difference did it make and didn't, didn't get the opportunity. So Uh, I'm not still bitter. Don't worry about it. Mm, It kind of sounds like maybe you are. Huh? Weird. Yeah. So I think that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else? Uh, well, we are now on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I mean, we are. That's a big. We deal. are. So that's kind of cool. Like we've made it officially. We we're getting there. We're getting there. So uh, if you guys have any questions, definitely uh, shoot us a direct message on Instagram at PL Ballads Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at plballadspodcast at gmail.com and if you are hopping on spotify or apple podcast make sure you subscribe and follow us or whatever whatever the cool thing to do is there and we appreciate you guys watching we'll catch you next time bye now bye now (laughs) (laughs) that's not right you make fun of me right then I'm leaving that in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, good stuff. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Powerlifting and Power Ballads podcast, please remember to subscribe and share it with your friends.